Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. All right, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing. I am Zach Williams, joined by my co-host Beth Popnikolov, and we have a really exciting show for you today. Today we're going to be talking about the three data-driven winning and losing strategies for trade shows, specifically for building material manufacturers. This is a really exciting topic for us because it's an area that we do a lot of work in 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 terms of prep and post-trade show prep for our clients But it's an area that there's a lot of opportunity for improvement because a lot of manufacturers, most manufacturers have some presence at trade shows, but there are a lot of mistakes that we see over and over and over again as it relates to manufacturers, you know, going to trade shows and how they're actually driving ROI from it. So we've put together this list of issues that we've seen with manufacturers based on just the problems that we see come up. And it's none of them are like glaring or disastrous. It just seems to be a theme of not thinking through and not really having a solid approach to why you're going to trade shows and what you want to accomplish there. It's interesting because trade shows are kind of at this pivotal point where maybe they'll continue far into the future and maybe they won't. We're having more conversations than ever with clients saying, should I go? Should I not go? Oh, we've always gone to X trade show, but we're not going to go this year. And there's even a drop in attendance, not just in exhibiting. So if you're going to trade shows, and we're not saying that you shouldn't, but if you're going, it's important to know why you're going and to have a goal for while you're there and when you get back. That's a really good point, Beth. And I think it leads to our first issue that we see. And I think it's really important to to note here that we're bringing these things up because manufacturers are spending a lot of money at these trade shows. They're spending their time, their resources, whether it's travel, airfare, um, as well as the actual trade show booth. It's a lot of investment. And we want to see more manufacturers get better return because we still feel like there is opportunity to drive business and drive growth from them. There's a couple common mistakes and issues that we see. The first one It really comes down to a lack of purpose. There's a lack of focus as it relates to why you're at the trade show. If you ask most manufacturers, why am I at this trade show? It's because they might want to make connections or they might want to grow their business or they want to drive leads. They don't necessarily know the story that they're telling the individuals that come into their trade show booth. If I walk into a trade show booth, most of the time what happens is I say, hey, tell me about your product. And most manufacturers will go, well... We are a 75-year-old manufacturer based out of this area in the country. We're serving architects and designers with a really durable, long-lasting product. Tell me something I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like that, that is not a story. That is like, that's your background and history. And I'm very quickly going to forget that. And I think that there is a lack of focus and a lack of purpose across every effort as it relates to a trade show. So this, this comes down to the messaging that your booth has. Is it more about just buying your product or is it solution-focused? Um, as well as the conversations that you're having, whether that's an individual just walking up to your booth or even those happy hour times that individuals might come up, you're holding an event, 
you know, what is the story that you're trying to give? And are you training your sales team, which is something we'll talk about here in a minute as well. You know, a lot of manufacturers go to trade shows. We hear this a lot that they're there because it's a cost effective way to get face to face time with their biggest customers. And that's absolutely a great reason to go. It's really important. Um, like we said, it's really important face to face time. You have some good conversations, make them feel valued. That's great. But it's such a missed opportunity if you think that's the only reason that you're there. So you're not properly preparing your team in your booth to have these types of conversations, to be able to frame the solution that your product gives. And when someone says, what do you guys do? To be able to quickly say, on most projects, XYZ happens and architects are very frustrated with that. Our product solves that problem by XYZ as well. And I think this leads to our next point, which is not training your sales team. If you think about the individual that's coming into your booth, you have a very limited amount of time to capture their attention. I was recently at a trade show where I went up to a booth and I said, hey, it was actually a railing company. I said, hey, you know, tell me why your product is better or different than these three or four other competitors that were literally surrounding this one manufacturer. And I kid you not, This salesperson goes, well, we stand for quality, we stand for durability, and we stand for integrity. I said, okay, (laughs) that doesn't really answer my question, but, you know, tell me why you're really different. And he goes, well, we have these great products and da-da-da-da-da. And I was left with uh, still a lot of questions as to why their product was better than, than the competitors. And at the end, he tried to get me to enter a raffle, and it just made me chuckle because I was like, man, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not their ideal target audience. But I guarantee there's a lot of people coming up into their booth with similar questions, but they're not delivering answers in a way that's impactful. They're not training their sales team to have those conversations in a way that gets people interested and wants to engage further. Yeah. And a simple solution here is just to prep everybody. Have a pre-meeting, set your sales team up for, this is the trade show that we're going to. This is the theme that that trade show revolves around, you know, uh, we recently visited BDNY, so we would have wanted to talk about very high-end design, you know, quality, getting a boutique look. If you're a green build, prep your team for it. This is our green message. This is how our green message is different than our competitor's message. You know how busy your booth can get, and you know how busy visitors are getting from booth to booth. You can't just wing it. Your sales team has to be prepared with the right messaging, with that elevator pitch, as they say, but that revolves around the theme. And then for them to know what's the goal, like what's the outcome? Are you trying to scan everybody's badge so that you can follow up with them later? Spoiler alert, that should be your goal. But what are your other goals? Are you trying to figure out, you know, are you testing out a new market? Is this your first time at the trade show? Whatever that may be, it's just you're spending so much money. It's worth the prep time. And a lot of times that prep time just goes into getting the booth display right, getting the booth set up. We know it's a total nightmare sometimes to work with the vendors who are in charge of all of those things. There's a ton of moving parts, but missing out on the, you know, what's actually happening live action in those 48 to 72 hours is, I mean, it's just a crucial issue if that conversation isn't had ahead of time with your team. I think the last issue that we see that we've listed out here that we want to share with you is not doing anything with the leads that you collect from these trade shows. 
this makes me want to cry. Whenever I talk to, <laughs> whenever I talk to manufacturers that do this, we ask them, hey, you just went to this trade show. You paid a ton of money to be there. What are you doing with these leads? They go, uh, we, think it's, we think we got saved in a database or we think this guy in our office has it in an Excel file. And I just cringe because most manufacturers spend all this money and they're not necessarily doing anything with these leads they've just connected with. I went to a trade show recently and I, gosh, I went to a bunch of different booths and one of the, one of the emails I got post the event was from one of the smallest manufacturers I saw. I think they had like two products and most of the, most of the manufacturers there I actually got an email from, but it was like, Hey, thanks for coming by the booth and like no action in the email. But the one email I did get, I mentioned that I did like was from a manufacturer. They sent me a note and said, Hey, I remembered our conversation. I wanted to send this information we discussed over to you. Let me know if you have any questions. And then like a week later, I got a follow-up note from them with some other information that didn't necessarily apply to their product, but was just helpful content, helpful information as it applied to our conversation. I mean, that was really, really tailored. And I thought that was great. And I'm sure if they did that with all of their leads that they got, they're definitely going to have more follow-up conversations. But I think that that's the value in going to trade show is following up, making sure you're prepped and prepared, which leads us to our winning strategies. Beth and I were preparing for this podcast and you know what we said a winning strategy really came down to was the pre, during, and post preparation for the trade show. If you're thinking about how to best support the trade show before, during, and after with your marketing efforts, you're going to be exponentially more effective than if you just went to the trade show and go, oh gosh, I hope I get a bunch of leads. So as a part of your pre-trade show preparation, your strategy should really be to think about how do I get more people to my booth? This is especially true for very large trade shows like IBS or KBiz or other very large industry trade shows. It's a massive event center and you might be a smaller manufacturer further back in the event center, how do you get people to your booth? And one of the best ways to do this is to get people's attention before or even during the event. So one way that we do this is, granted, you might have that general email list of individuals coming and you could send them emails, but one of the best ways we've seen is to actually geo-target the event. So let me explain what geo-targeting is. Next time you go to an event, what Google or social, different social media outlets allow you to do is they allow you to target individuals based upon their geographic location. So if I'm at IBS, whether it's in Orlando or Las Vegas, I have the ability to target individuals within a radius of that event center, regardless of who they are, their demographics or whatever. Now, granted, you can drill down into, into the demographic profile of that individual, but you can also target people just, hey, I want to target anybody who's within a mile radius of this. And that doesn't take a very large ad spend to do so because there's not a ton of people, but it does allow you to get in front of them on Google, on social media, because you know the possibility that they are a potential prospect or customer is relatively high. So you could then push them if they see your advertisement, push them to say, hey, here's why you should come by our booth. Instead of just pushing your product again, start with value, but figure out how you can entice them and get them excited about your booth to fill your booth with more traffic. So now we've talked about growing awareness for your trade show booth. Let's talk about how you can keep people excited and entertained and engaged at your booth during a show. And one of the best ways we've seen this happen is by providing continual education at an actual trade show. We did a survey recently on what 
builders and architects want from manufacturers. And at the very top of their list is they want education on the industry. So many manufacturers miss out on this and they focus on themselves way too much at trade shows. Instead, they should be figuring out how they can build rapport and help their audience at these trade shows too. So if you're thinking about your messaging and your focus, part of that should be what kind of education or what kind of value can you give back to your audience in the process of being at this trade show. One manufacturer that does this really, really well is GAF. Last time I was at IBS, they had a huge crowd the entire show because they had session after session after session focused on everything from how to better use their product to how to how a contractor or builder can grow their business or how they can even use social media. All these different sessions and content is very, very helpful to keep people in their booth, but also builds their brand and keeps them top of mind when that builder or that contractor, whoever, is considering using their product. That's great. And something that this type of content does is it gets people associating questions and issues they have in a much broader sense with your brand. So it's not just, I need roofing materials, I should see what GAF has that they could offer me. It's, oh, I wish I could do this and this and this with my business. I wish I could grow my business in the off season. Let me go and see if GAF has anything about that on their on their website or on their blog. Or let me reach out to that rep that I met and see if they have any content to help me. You're increasing the opportunity for leads to reach back out to you if you're giving them content that goes outside of just product, product, product. Not to mention you're, you're building trust. Right. If you're showing these people that you're spending all this money at this trade show and your focus is education and building and bringing value, what does that say about the rest of your brand? I mean, if I am a contractor, a builder, whoever, and I see GAF, for example, is just giving me a ton of content information, I'm going to trust them so much because I can see that these guys are not just focused on getting me to buy their product. They really get me as an individual. Not to mention you have more badges to scan because <laughs> your <laughs> booth is really crowded. <laughs> yeah. So one final winning strategy that we've seen work really well is to actually qualify leads while they're in the booth and having a conversation with you. That might sound a little bit more complex than it actually is. So let me explain to you how we've seen this work. At all trade shows, you'll have some type of badge scanner or some way that you're collecting business cards, email addresses, whatever that is. On these scanners, as you probably know, and we know that the technology varies from trade show to trade show, but typically there's an ability for you to add your own additional questions. A lot of manufacturers use that in case they're able to have leading conversations to ask, what do you know about our products? How familiar, how familiar are you with our brand? Are you currently working on a project right now, et cetera? So what we would recommend is having in there checkboxes that you're not going to actually ask these questions out loud because you would never ask someone, are you a cold or a warm lead? But if your sales team has these scanners in their hand while they're having a conversation, they're just listening for those key indicators that tell you this person is a hot lead. If they're asking very specific questions that for very specific issues that your product can solve and they've already told you that they have a project ongoing or immediately upcoming, I would qualify them as a hot lead. If they're just chatting it up, they're generally not really interested. Maybe they are there for the free raffle or just waiting around for happy hour to start. They're a cold lead. 
definitely still follow up with them after the trade show. Definitely still put them into that campaign that your marketing team put together with a thanks for coming by, here's some great content, and maybe one or two additional follow-up emails with great content. But I wouldn't put them on the red hot, let's follow up with these guys with a personalized individual email from the person they had a conversation with. If you're able to be even slightly proactive, I know that it's not always possible to qualify and indicate for every person that you have a conversation with where they are in their in their sales funnel or in their purchase journey. But let's say even you could do 25%. If you're at a large show like IBS, where you likely could come out with hundreds of people that your sales team has had an interaction with, if you have 25, 50 people that you know, these are hot leads, they asked very specific targeted questions, they have a project coming up within the next three to four months. Those are people that you want to be more aggressive with and have a more personalized follow-up with. And you'll see return, even if, again, like 20% of those have a an active response to your follow-up, now you're seeing your trade show turn into actual sales. And now your checkpoints on was this successful or not is more than just traffic in the booth, was my boss happy, did we just show up? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And, and the thing I like about this too, Beth, is it gives you tremendous opportunity to further segment your audience as well. And one thing we're, we're learning so much more about and we're seeing it's being really effective within marketing is, is segmenting your list and segmenting your audience based upon where they are in the funnel and who they are specifically. And, and doing this in real time gives you that data that you might not otherwise have. Cool. I think that's a wrap, Zach. So if you found this content helpful and you want more of it, go to venvio.com slash podcast and subscribe to our podcast or go to wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's iTunes or Google Play and subscribe there as well. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams alongside Beth Popnikolov. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnikolov. To get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit venvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.